Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm Shiloh. And I'm Gabriel, and this week is episode 64, Onomancy, or Name Magic. Hey, you guys, today we're going to be talking about Onomancy, which is the magic of names, or true name magic. Um, yeah, if you don't really get it yet, um, me neither, but Gabe is going to tell us all about it uh, in the episode. <laughs> Uh, I bet it's going to be really cool. Um, I know this has been something he's kind of been looking into recently, uh, and I'm super interested in it. Um, however, before we get into that, Gabe. Yes, of course. As always, go follow us over on Instagram, at d20 underscore academy. You guys can find updates about our podcast and any information that you need to know there. Additionally, if you follow us on Instagram, you can message us or comment on our posts and get into our Discord server where you can directly contact us, ask us questions, and have a direct, you know, a community there. We have a small little community in our Discord server where you can ask other people who watch and listen to the podcast questions and just talk, hang out. Yeah, it's a good time. Alright, let's get into the episode. All right, onomancy. Yeah. Before we get too deep into it, I do want to establish that I am not like an expert He's on this not topic. An I've literally just done. I am not. I'm not in fact an onomancer. Sorry. And no, we didn't consult any uh, witches yeah. or uh, warlocks. Yeah. You know, in the so sorry about that production of this episode. I'm so sorry. That uh, was just... It wasn't in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yo, guys, we, we totally have a budget. Um, mm-hmm. So, you, you're the All one right, who kind of so. brought this to my attention. <laughs> and I kind of know a little bit about it. What, yeah. How did you find out about whatever this thing is? So, I've always, like... Oh, I wouldn't say, like, always. But, like, I've known it's, like, a thing for a good while. Like, I've heard, like, on fantasy before and, like, fantasy literature... And in like role-playing games, I wanted to talk about it because I don't know. Recently, I just found it really interesting. I was reading some discussions online about the Unearth Arcana Wizard uh, School, the Onomancy Wizard, which varies very differently from Onomancy in the past. But it was interesting, and I was reading some conversations about it, so I decided to look into it further. So in this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about how. Onomancy has worked in the past editions, how we think it could work in 5th edition, the real-world examples of myths and legends about Onomancy, and now you can tie that all together into one coherent piece. Yeah, that was a that was a really uh, good explanation. Um, right, so... Magic of Names, what is... What, why? What is, what is that? What does that mean? Alright. So, typically, onomancy is like some sort of, it's a type of magic that uses a language, the true name language, which is like a universal language, a language that the world is built from, if that makes any sense at all. Don't worry, it's kind of confusing. If you're confused, don't worry. So is everyone else. So essentially, the entire universe is built from this language and you use this language you learn like words and phrases of this language to manipulate the universe 
That kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do we want to jump into first? Want to okay. jump into myths and legends? Do we want to jump yeah. into how it has worked in past editions? Okay, so when we say uh, past editions, we're talking about D D D. Um, yeah. D D. Yes. Not past editions of the, of world, the world. Past uh, mm -hmm. turnings of the wheel. I really preferred like two point five. Yeah, honestly, Earth. before the big update, I agree. Um. Yeah, so we're talking about D and D, and you know we're not sure if it—at least I'm not sure if it's uh, appeared in any other role-playing games or if it has. Probably ours, ours Magica. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, th I guess let's talk about Earth, Onomancy on Earth, and in mythology, um, in you know Fifth Edition Earth, obviously. Mm, and Fifth, fifth edition, edition Earth, the, the one that we are currently version. in now. Um, <laughs> um, how has, you know, there's a Reddit called, uh, it's like r slash outside. It's like if earth was a game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is it not? It's funny. All right. So, Wait, what do you mean it. if earth was a game? Is it not a game? It's Wait. like a like fourth wall I don't, breaking I don't thing, respond. you know? Oh, no, oh, you, okay. you, you, you trust me, trust me, trust me. Um, yeah, so, in actual Earth... All right. <laughs> in actual Earth mythology, what, what, yeah, what's going on? So, apparently, this is new to me. Apparently, like, there's kind of onomancy in the past. Like... Yeah, there are, like, different, like, versions of, like, onomancy that people have, like, found in, like, written records from the past. From like all over the world too, and typically onomancy in like our own world's history, typically deals specifically with people's names, and trying to find someone's like what their name means, like their true name, to gain some sort of power over them. So it's a bit narrower than it has than of application than it works in D and D like three point five e, which we're going to talk about later. But typically, all of the things that I've been able to find about onomancy are very specifically talking about uh, deciphering people's names and using that to gain like power or information. So it's typically like a divination okay. type thing. So let me read this Wikipedia article on onomancy. Onomancy mm -hmm. uh, or yeah. nomancy, uh, I believe it translates to name magic, is divination based on a subject's yeah. name. Onomancy was popular in Europe during the late Middle Ages, but is said to have originated with the Pythagoreans. Several methods of analyzing a name are possible, some of which are based on arithmancy or gematria. Don't know if those are pronounced right. We're going to get into those. An early example of onomancy is found in the Secretum Secretorum. Uh, the system given there involves mm -hmm. yep. adding up the numerical <laughs> values of the letters in the names of two antagonists, dividing the total for each person by nine, and comparing the remainders with a table which predicts the victor. So it's like using math on a name to tell the future. Mm -hmm. I to divide. bet that was widely yeah. successful yeah. and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> In Japan, onomancy is known as Seimei Handan. I'm butchering all these names. It can take several forms, but the mm -hmm. most popular is based on the character strokes. In the subject's written name, that is lit. I'm stealing that for some mm -hmm. fantasy world. Um, exactly. That's the whole point of us going over like 
this historical stuff, like what people have imagined on Man City in the past, so that you can get ideas of how you like like integrate this I have a into question. your own world. It, That's the is whole. Is there a point way where we can input our names and see which of us would win in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can yeah, find that out. That would actually be kind of fun. I think I saw something about it. I didn't look too much into it. Okay, so probably. what are the numerical values of the letters? <laughs> is it like... So... A is yeah, 1? So, it, that varies. That also, varies. Is, is, it, uh, is that in a different... It's also on the document like arithmancy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, it's been, like, translated. Sure. There's a there's a document. I, uh, uh, anyway, so that is this, uh, thing on, this thing on arithmancy. Yeah. But they mentioned three things here, which we're going to get into deeper. One is that the, they mm -hmm. mentioned that several methods of analyzing the name are based on arithmancy, or gematria. I really don't know how to pronounce that. And then, how an early example of onomancy is found in the Secretum Secretorum. So, Gabe, can you want to explain those? All right. So, arithmancy. Arithmancy is like assigning numbers to letters or names essentially so it's typically applied to a name and there are several different methods if you go to this wikipedia page on arithmancy there's several different methods laid out here with that like change like how it works what like the equation is and what numbers are assigned to each like letter okay so it looks like so this is like the last Arithmancy is the Latin version, which pulls from ancient Greek. Yeah, yeah. Sephi, that's not correct, the way to pronounce that. And then Gematra is the Hebrew or Aramaic version. Oh my... Or language, at least. Uses those languages, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, continue. Alright. So, as I was saying... A lot to do with onomancy is with assigning numbers or values to characters or letters, what have you, in people's names to divine things about them. There are a lot of different methods. The uh, Gematria one is like really complicated. Like, really complicated if you, if you start scrolling into it. Wait, this is so cool. Okay, so I'm so, looking at arithmetic now. Yeah. So based mm. on like, so each of the like letters is assigned a value from like one to nine based on where they are in the alphabet. This is a system used to predict the strengths mm. and weaknesses in a person by using the heart number, the social slash life yeah, number, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the character slash personality number. Um, get this, the heart number is determined by adding together only the vowels in a person's name. The social number is calculated by using only consonants and the character number is determined when both vowels and consonants are used and summed. Like, who came up with this? Like, <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, all of these, like, methods and theories, like, pop up. Also, like, we're talking about this, but it's also, like, a Russian version. Oh, it's Russian. I remember that's that's the Russian translation of the second Secretum Secretorum, which we'll get into later. La, 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 la. But it's crazy. There's like so many different like versions of this that people have come up with. I don't know. I find it interesting. It's super interesting. 
So without just saying it's super interesting over and over and yeah. over again. And without reading entire Wikipedia pages. Earth and Sea, it's a part of Onomensi, so it's Geometria. And there are different methods and ways of divining or discerning someone's true name or using their name to discern things about them. And that's kind of the base of real-world onomancy. And the sec Secretorum was like a collection, it's like a book, it literally means a secret book of yeah, secrets. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> which is, oh, I went on the, like a tangent here. It's a letter from it's Aristotle. It's like said, it like claims yeah. to be written by Aristotle, but it's actually like probably not written by Aristotle. There's a whole thing. I went it, on like a... Is tangent reading supposedly a letter from Aristotle to mm -hmm. his student Alexander the Great on a bunch of different topics like ethics and physio and that one of those science things, astrology, alchemy, magic, <laughs> and medicine. And apparently, in here somewhere, yep. he talks about true names, where he includes two charts from an Arabic copy. Oh. These are two two charts from an Arabic copy of the Secretum Secretorum for determining whether a person will live or die based on the numerical value of the patient's name. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And what I yeah. really think is really interesting about it is it takes... In my head, what, like, automatically is, and, like, if you build it into your world, you know, like, whatever fantasy world um, that, that, you're, that you're playing in, or sci-fi, or whatever the heck you're doing... Um, like, I think if it's a part of the world, what it does is make, like, fate... How do I explain this? Okay. If your name actually has power and that you can determine certain... You can divine certain, you know, uh, outcomes and results from a person's name, that means that when a person is named... It is not random. So even if I name my kid, this is a very simplified version, but if I have a kid and I name him Brad, right, let's do whatever, <laughs> and using onomancy, the br Brad will tell certain things about his future, even if I think I came up with Brad to give him that name, actually he was fated to have that name, regardless of the person who named him. Does that make sense? And so if this is mm -hmm. actually, if onomancy is true in your world that you're building, um, then that means that, f f I guess it kind of has to do with, like, free will almost. Um, mm -hmm. That, like, the universe or gods or whatever it is actually divines certain things to come to pass regardless of human or sentient creature action or, or, or choice. Which is really, really interesting. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, I think I think it did. I think it makes enough sense, at least. I think that... Like, already, like there's so many like, ideas that, from this that you can use to build into a world. Where, you know, with all like these different like number systems, and like based on your number... Uh, like based on this value that you get from the this part of your name, 
then that means this when compared with this to determine this. And so many like cool things you can build around. Like, you can build like whole like societies based around like arithmetic, where people are like all trying to determine the like the value of certain things based on divining it with this type of magic. Yeah. You know. I don't know. And I, it has I think to, it's really like, cool. You know, obviously you want to keep your true name secret then, um, because then people can mm -hmm. use it to. You know, and then it gets. Then maybe you could even. Oh. We're gonna end yeah, more later. Like you know, maybe even you, we get past divining and then into like controlling, right? You can use a true name to control it or whatever. Um, this is kind of a tangent, but it kind of reminded me of um, in the Stormlight Archive, which is this book series by Brandon Sanderson. There's this character. I can't remember his name right now. He's this old dude. Basically, every day he wakes up with a different level of intelligence, and before like. He has made a test for himself so that all his, 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 like, these attendants, every day he wakes up, the attendants force him to take the test so that they can gauge how intelligent he is this, that day. So then they can give him the level of authority that he should be allowed. So, like, if he wants to make new laws or whatever, he has to reach a certain intelligence threshold to be able to make that law because he doesn't want to make a stupid law. And he set all these in place himself. And he basically has this whole cult and religion based on this one day where he was so intelligent he like it was like impossibly intelligent and he wrote this like codex and the answers and like the future he like predicted the future and everything and he wrote it all over his whole room and now him and his cult following is trying to decipher the code that he had set up when he was hyper intelligent because it contains the answers to all the answers of the universe that's, that's like sick. really insane. That's like the most insane concept in the world. But I feel like that kind of reminds me of something kind of like this. You know what I mean? Like cults or, or you know people who are like devoting their lives to trying to figure out, you know, how to best use the magic of names or like how to use them to predict the future, how to control somebody or whatever. Which brings us really nicely into our next part where we're going to be talking about onomancy in past editions Oh yeah, of this is a... Uh, specifically through 5 I forgot we talked about D&D in this podcast. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Occasionally. Sometimes. Alright. That is really... That's a really great like, transition, actually, shall we? Even though you probably weren't meaning to. Because onomancy in 3.5e... Well, it, it like existed before this book came out, but there's... This book called *The Tome of Magic*, which is a supplement for 3.5e, that really made a big push to integrate onomancy into the game. And I read the onomancy part of the book, even though I don't necessarily understand everything about 3.5e because I haven't like read the entire core rulebook. I understand parts of it, but in like the flavor, they have this like large like 10 pages describing how onomancy works in their world. You know, this world that they've created how it works and how people like study it and all of that and it's really interesting we'll get into that a little bit now all right so first off as i was saying earlier how onomancy is formed from like, the language of the universe which you is know? like so everything is built yes like that mm -hmm. is just such an interesting sorry continue <clears throat> Yes. 
as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Onomancy uses the language of the universe, which is essentially like the building blocks of the universe, to gain some sort of level of command over those objects or people or what have you that you know the true name of. Yeah, I mean... So it's, a, it's like a language that's entirely uh, oral. It's an entirely oral language. R writing it down doesn't really mean anything. And part of that is because all of these words, all of these true names, are incredibly hard to pronounce. Yeah, and they have to... Sorry, they have you to saying with, something. With pronunciation. Um, what I was going to say, like, yes. the way I think of it is kind of like... Imagine the universe is a computer program. True names are the code. So, if you as a being living in the universe can figure out the code, the laws of how the universe functions, then once you understand it, you can manipulate it. And so, like, this is, like, by far the nerdiest episode we've ever done, I'm realizing. This is, like, so <laughs> deep and nerdy. But, like, that is just so interesting to me. Because, like, if, like, oh my, like, ah, oh, it's so cool. Like, if the Forgotten Realms, every, like, everything, uh, nature and, and the laws of nature and people and soul and mind and body and matter... They all have ingrained within, like, not, like, kind of like DNA, but it's, like, words. It's a language. Like code. Mm -hmm. Like binary or whatever. And so when humans or people are able to crack that code, then they can, like, try to decipher it and figure out how to then manipulate. It's just so, it's so cool. I don't know, dude. It's just, it's so interesting. Um, Gabe, you can continue, but I do want to look at page 194, where they talk about the different... Features of true name magic like lexicons, recitations, and stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there for sure. Alright. Briefly, I wanna say, like, using true name magic isn't just like I speak the true name of the person I'm trying to affect. It's like there's a name for, like, vanish or sharpen or destroy. And you can combine that with, like, you can combine this an example given the book of combining sharpen with sword to create a sword sharper than you could have ever made. You know? Also, this, like, onomancy is laid out in this world takes years and years and years of experience to learn and recite. It, it goes into detail talking about how students of onomancy often, like, lose their voice because they have to constantly recite over hundreds of hours words in the true name language to try and learn them. Because not only is knowing like what the word is supposed to sound like, you have to learn how to say it. Because it's so different and alien to how to your tongue. You have to learn how to pronounce things, and if you don't pronounce it correctly, then it does nothing. I, I love just, that. I love that so, so much. Interesting. Okay, I really want to dive into this. And then, this and then, cool. at the end of your training, at the end of your training, you learn your own oh, personal yeah. true name. You have to go through this whole process yeah. to learn it. That's really That's sick. Like... Okay, I want to jump into these uh, definitions here. So here are a couple aspects go that I lay down it. in the 3.5 book. 
First one is lexicon. Lexicon uh, is defined as one of three categories of true names. Utterances, which we're also going to get into, can be found in one of these lexicons. Either the lexicon of the evolving mind, the lexicon of the crafted tool, or the lexicon of the perfected map. True names that name personal true names aren't, so aren't found in lexicons. So they're like three books. Oh yes, there's also a different thing between like true, like words in the true name uh, language, and like a personal true name. Personal true names are harder to find, and have right. more power. So that's the next term. A personal true name is like a specific, because it's one thing to say the true name halfling. It's another to say the, a, a particular halfling's name, like that particular halfling, right? That personal yeah, exactly. true name is probably not only very hard, much harder to find, but also harder to say, I assume. Yes, and way more powerful. You can gain way more power over that person or object when you have that. Alright, recitation. The repetition of the speaker's personal true name subtly altering the cadence for a particular magical effect. True numbers use recitations to restore their bodies and minds to original state. Most recitations eliminate poison, disease, and similar ongoing harmful effects. Look, talk a little bit more about using uh, recitation. So essentially, I think this is really cool. Because you know your own true name, you gain more power over yourself as Which well. is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really awesome. And it makes sense. It makes sense. I love the, like, this yeah, is okay. thought of. True name. A description of a creature, for example, halfling, a place like a forest, a thing like a dagger, or an action like destroy. Delivered in the primal language of the universe. Each true name is exceedingly specific and incredibly difficult to pronounce aloud. Mm-hmm. Alright, then there are true name spells which incorporate true names into its casting, which alter its effect or enhance it. Which also makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> a true namer mm -hmm. is someone there. who does true yeah. names, who is a magician in that art. <laughs> Alright, then there's true speak, which is a skill that you, like, you use true speak skill checks to do a lot of your effects you're going to be doing as a true namer. Yeah. And then there's utterance, which is the combination of a true name that describes an action with a true name that describes the subject of that action. And it's an important class feature for the it's class. It's kind of uh, maybe get into. It's kind of like how you're talking about that uh, noun-verb combination from Ars Magica. Ex yes, yes. It, yeah. So you're combining like, like stop goblin, at the goblin that's rushing towards you. But really, you're saying like you have to think about like, all the different like the correct combination to stop the goblin that's running forward me, like running at me right now. You know. So. Because a little bit more into that okay, so later. All this isn't necessarily important to how the class plays out, or how you could integrate this into your own games as like a class. But it's just cool. Okay. I like it. I want to look at this thing here. So they have like a little like what I don't know what it's like little section here, and they give like an example. They have like a, this really complex true name utterance. I guess they're called like a sentence in a weird language, and then. It says, dash, a reversed utterance of Essence of Life Spark, a common execution technique for High Inquisitor Far Nogrio. Just like a little, it's just like a little uh, flavor, little thing that they put in here. Uh, first of all, let me try to pronounce this. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Zen Shanasha Pretokana Hazhulakan. Anyway, the point is, what really stood out to me was how it is a reversed utterance of what they call essence of life spark, which I guess is like how you create life. So if you reverse it, I guess it destroys things, right? It says a common execution technique. So that immediately sparked in my mind how that like, this is so cool. Like reversing something does the opposite. <laughs> what would what would happen if you um, said it faster or said it slower or if it if the word was a palindrome or if the word you know was like identical or you know what I mean like repetitive. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, you know how like it can be a mirrored. <laughs> you are yeah, palindrome. That. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean, like, doing different things with it could mean, like, different things. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. Mm. I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. It's, it's, I love this idea, and it's super nerdy. I really <laughs> like it. Like, learning this, like, universal, basal language. Oh, also, another super nerdy part. It talks about how, like, you can, like, learn from, like, past, like, people's past, like, true namers' records when it comes to, like, personal and true names and how they're, like, really hard to find. One of the best sources is from the records of past true namers. And, like, it talks about like, these books that, like, where people have tried to, uh, catalog the true names of important fiends or powerful undead so that well so that those true neighbors have power over them but then other true neighbors will go and try and find those tomes if they need to find the true name for that fiend you know mm-hmm. and then it goes and talks more about how to find like a true name and how it's a lengthy process and then speaking it is its own lengthy process which requires a skill check every time you try and speak a true name because it's that hard to pronounce so um real quick before we hop over to fifth edition which don't worry really simplifies things if this is interesting to you and like you kind of want to put it into your D games or you want to play a, a true namer don't uh don't use 3.5 because that's confusing say my name <laughs> and i am there gabe can you explain this 20th level ability you get at 3.5 uh say my name say, say my name. um so in 3.5 if you are a true namer you get this ability at 20th level called say my name and i'm there gabe explain it it's so lit Alright, so this is just like a, like a thing that you get at 20th level. It's not like super important or powerful necessarily. I guess it could be. Like, whatever. I just think it's lit. It's so cool. So at 20th level, you develop a true name. Not your personal true name, but, but a sort of true nickname that is invested with cosmic power, such as the other who speaks can conjure you forth. Essentially, you develop a nickname that people can utter and in an attempt to summon you. That is so dope. They can say your personal, your true, like, nickname, and then you know that someone is speaking your name. You know who that is, and then you can teleport to their location. It's, um... That is so dope. Is that, like, horror game that you would, like, do when you were a kid? Um... Oh. Bloody Mary. Uh... Bloody Mary, If you say her name three times in the darkness or whatever, then she comes and appears. Um... 
It's like that. <laughs> you're like, you know, uh, Rathgar the Brave. Rathgar the Brave. And then he appears. And you're like, hey, how's it going? You can just summon him by speaking his name. Then he like, slaughters you or also, something. Also, I love how, like, if, because at 20th level, right? Like, you're pretty powerful. You're probably, like, a demigod at this point, and, like, you're really cool, and, like, in the story in your campaign, you're, like, you know, all the kings know you and stuff, and so to help, like, deal with all the, like, the mm. problems across the whole world, you just give all, like, the major, like, leaders of the different countries, like, your name, so they can just, like, you can just teleport between them, just if they ever need help, just advise them. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, okay, so... I have not looked at all of the 3.5 thing. It looks so de it's so detailed, and I also don't here. really know how 3.5 works totally. So, yeah, let's hop over to <laughs> the Unearthed <laughs> Arcana. Uh, I don't know when this one came out. 2019. I don't know what month, but they did. Uh, they added some uh, subclasses for a cleric, druid, and wizard, and the wizard one mm -hmm. is the. Onomancy subclass. So, Gabe. Tradition. Yes. Alright. This is a lot different from what we just talked about. Also, I do have a tangent that I want to go on sometime, but I guess I'll restrict myself from it now. Alright. So. Second level. Because, yes, wizards get their subclass at second level. You get bonus proficiencies in language and click of first tools. That's nice. Makes sense. Then... You get Extract Name, second level automancy feature. You can magically compel a creature to divulge its true name. As a bonus action, you target one creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The target must make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. On a successful save, you discern that this magic failed, and you can't use this feature on the target again. On a failed save, the target is charmed by you until the end of your next turn, and you mentally learn the charmed target's name or the fact that the target lacks a name. You can use this feature a number of times, you can do intelligence modifier, regain a long rest. Then, additionally, at second level, you get Faithful Naming. You can bend magic to assist or hinder creatures, though the power of their true names, and even use those names as an anchor to affect others around you. The Bane and Bless spells are wizard spells for you, and you can add them to your spellbook. You also have them prepared, they don't count against the number of spells you can prepare. You can cast either spell without expending each spell slot if you speak the true name of one target of the spell as part of a casting. And there's a limit equal to your tone's modifier. Regain the long rest. That's fun. Already? I'm sorry. Like, I get, like, it's simplified for 5th edition. But this is just so, like, it's, it's it just seems so less creative. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard, right? Because in, like, the 3.5 stuff, it's, like, so complicated in, like, 20 pages. And, you know, 5th edition, they're trying to simplify and stuff. Obviously, like, don't put it in the core rulebook, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's... And, of course, later on, you can do extra stuff with their names. Um... Yes. I mean... Alright, I get it. It's yeah. second level. You're just starting out. You don't need access to everything. But, I... I feel like 5th edition really restricts things like Onomancy. Because 5th edition is meant to be, like, you know, more stripped down 
and focused on roleplay aspects rather than uh, intense, complicated rules. I think that's yeah, fair to say. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's just fine. But it also limits features that you can have. You, the features that you can put into the game because you're working on that framework. Yeah. Um, at 6th level, you learn two of these things called resonance, um, which are like these little, uh, like, Elderton invocations, basically. You can choose two of them, and basically what they do is when you cast a spell, if you name the, if you know, speak the true name of the target of the spell, you get some things. So an example is absorption. When you cast a spell that deals damage to the name's target, you gain 3d6 temp hit points. And then a devastation. If the spell requires the named creature to make a saving throw, that creature has disadvantage on the first save it makes against the spell. And then there's some other stuff. And then you can use resonance a number of times equal to half your wizard level. And to regain all uses at the end of a long rest. That one's fun. It's getting cooler and a little more customizable. Um, once again, from the second level ability where you can learn people's names, um, wizards don't really use bonus actions ever, so it's nice to get a bonus action thing to do. Um, and then 10th level, you just learn two more resonance. And then 14th level does something. I don't know. You can like change the damage type of spell to psychic, oh. I think. Yay. Yeah. It's. I mean, okay. Whatever. If, if this is fine for you and you don't want to get too like super deep or whatever, you're playing fifth edition and you want to play like a name an onomancer. Like this is fine. It's cool. Um, I mean, I, I think it's pretty fun. Um. However, Gabe has promised to write an, a really comprehensive 50-page document on how to use onomancy in your fifth edition games. So look, I'm just kidding. Yes, it's going to be actually in... Sorry, I, you must have gotten mistaken over our correspondence. It's going to be in three 50-page yep. segments. Um, actually, we're going to do a three-hour onomancy extravaganza. Instead of doing a class rebuild, we're going to do a class build. We're going to actually just be reading the class? Yeah. We're just going to be reading the class for three hours in audiobook story <laughs> style. We're going to build the Onomancer class, which is going to be longer than the Mystic class. You heard it here first, folks. Um, and going to have all the complexities. Uh, no. Yeah, this is fine. Whatever. It's cool. You, uh, you can find it on Earth Arcana. Just look up Onomancy Wizard on Earth Arcana. You'll probably find it real quick. Yeah. If you guys are really interested, I'll probably get around to making an Onomancy Wizard sometime. Probably, I think it's I mean, cool. Let's be honest. Gabe's probably going to make an Onomancer class because I feel like I feel like that's what has to happen. <laughs> because onomancy is not spell casting in the traditional sense. It says that in the 3.5. Yes. Um, Tome of Magic, or whatever the heck it was called. Tome. Even though it might produce spell-like effects. It's not like you're just a wizard who augments yeah. his spells. Which is one of the reasons why I find like this Unthakana kind of underwhelming. Is that it's just like a slight little change to how a wizard plays out. Like all that you're going to be doing, like mechanically, sure. mechanically. Essentially, you could reflavor like all of this as anything else. You know, what do you get? At the second level, you get to oh, you charm someone. You make them make a wisdom save, and you're charmed. And after they fail that save, then you can do some special things because you know their true name. But you can reflavor that however you want. You know, they're charmed. Oh, 
and if they fail the save against that charm, then you can use these effects on them. I'm saying, like, it, it, like it's flavored to kind of make sense, to kind of pull it in, but nothing is, like, specific to it, you know? There's nothing that really, like, screams, like, oh, this is, like, onomancy sure. to me, you I mean, know? This is something new right. that integrates true names, integrates this naming magic into an existing D&D 5th edition Yeah, class. I mean, they, they only have a couple levels to work with, right, for, like, wizard subclass um, and stuff like that. It's still 5th edition, should be kind of simple. But what, what, okay, here's why I think Automancy should be its own class. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll, now I'm getting kind of hyped, actually. I would love to. I Maybe would we should love do this for an episode. Kind of like how we're doing class rebuilds. Um, make an automancy class. And here's why I think it should be a specific class. First of all, because it's not a spellcaster. It's on a, an automancer is unlike anything in the 5th edition base classes. It, it doesn't fit into any of those. Where I think a lot of homebrew classes kind of fall short for me, and I've told this to Gabe before, a lot of homebrew classes feel like the theme or flavor is not strong enough to carry a class on its own and should really only be like a subclass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I've seen things like, ah, oh, a samurai class. Look, I'll just yeah. make a fighter. There's literally a samurai yeah. subclass in Xanathar's. Or like a necromancer class. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's like, mm -hmm. those are just like, those are really just kind of subclasses. But... And there's nothing necessarily wrong with making super specific classes. It's just that it's not necessarily needed yeah i, I mean, don't know yeah whatever there's nothing wrong with that but i'm um, okay and <laughs> as much as i love to hate on and bash the mystic the mystic is a very unique class i feel like that was worthy of having a class built around it and not being a subclass yes of like a monk or a wizard or whatever um because like psionic magic and all that kind of stuff is like just so different um i feel like an a true namer or an onomancer fits right into there it's this is so weird and so unlike, it's not spellcasting, it's not martial fighting, it's nothing like that. It's something completely different that it kind of needs its own system, you know? Which I think, that's why it should get its own class. Once again, probably, it probably doesn't have to be super complex. It can still feel like a 5th edition class. But I still feel like it kind of needs its own like system and way of functioning. Um, yeah. And that's why I kind of want to build an audience. I agree. Class. I just decided that in the past five minutes. All right. That sounds good. I'm always down to build an audience <laughs> class. I'm also down to build a mystic class. But there's also a lot of... There's a couple of good uh, mystic homebrew classes. Which, if you guys are interested, hit me up. I'll, I'll share them with you. Anywho. Um, yeah. If anywho. You want... Now I want to go on the tangent yeah, I ahead. wanted to talk about earlier. All right. So... Back to that 20th level ability, say my name and I'm there. Mm -hmm. Whatever it's called, right? I feel like 5th edition kind of lacks in abilities like this. You know? That, like, that's an ability that, like, screams, like, oh, I'm at, like, a pinnacle of, of, like, mortal power. Yeah. You know? This is the kind of thing that people think of, like, when they're reading, like, a fantasy book, like, oh, like, this person, like, summoned this powerful being by saying their, their name that they learned. Yeah. You know? Like, that's just so cool! It's not necessarily, like, super applicable all the time, but it's something that I think makes sense for a super powerful being to have abilities like this. Mm-hmm. 
that and those abilities I think are just sorely missing in fifth edition. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I agree. I agree, and I think even me like super flavorful things that like establish their like place in the hierarchy of the universe. Yeah, I think Gabe and I also really can sometimes be short-sighted in this as well. If we're ranting about unearthed arcana subclasses or whatever it is, or making our own, <laughs> we tend to go very mechanical and balance-wise and all that kind of stuff, which is important. But I think the community and the creators and everyone's as a whole kind of needs to... Yeah, like, Say My Name and I Am There is just so... The name of that ability just evokes, you know, so much. Mm. Um, and 5th edition lacks so much of that. Be- you know, because of it, so some of it because of its simplicity, it has lost um, some of its power to be unique in many different circumstances. Um, by, you know, creating just advantage or disadvantage or whatever, you are limiting the amount of unique things that can happen based on, like, from classes or feats or whatever it is, right? Um, but, yes. you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I just think there's not enough flavor abilities. Like, does that make sense? Like, kind of like flavor mm-hmm. features. And, like, Sim and Name and I am there, it's just, like, the coolest thing. And it just helps... <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, dude, there's just so much, that that power is just so packed. It's not even complicated, but it's just, it's it's, it's so not. full of flavor and, and you know, being unique and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea. I love how... It pulls from real-world, like, legends about Onomancy. Yeah, that's super... And I think that there's so much that you can pull from this idea of name magic into a world that you're building. Like, this makes me want to build a, a, like a cult, like a following that works around this in some way. This is really making cool. me rethink, like, my big fantasy world that, you know, I've been building, like, for... A long time and like mm-hmm. i go back and like i'm kind of always thinking about that like one day i'll build an rpg about or like one day i'll write a f- book series about or whatever um i'm like rethinking everything now i'm like because well it was it's it's my concept right now is like it's very like um biblical um in its like history and like it's it's themes and stuff um a lot like middle earth and one of the things about Middle Earth, um, at the be- at the beginning of the Silmarillion, the first chapter of the Silmarillion is first of all like the most beautiful piece of writing I've ever read in my life. Um, before it gets, <laughs> you know, into bad elf stuff, um, bad as in the elves are bad, as in morally. I don't mean like the writing is bad. Um, it is it is kind of boring though. <clears throat> it is about <laughs> Iluvatar or Eru, the god, and his. Um, you know, angels, essentially, and they're singing the world into existence. And I also have singing in my world. And by taking the concept of true names, I think you can apply that really well to the concept that music... Basically, in my fantasy world, I've had the idea for a long time that the world is broken because we have... The people of the, of the land have forgotten the song of, of, the, of the earth. And the main character needs to find the song again, to sing it and 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 make the world whole again. And um, 
it's it's very uh like uh you know kind of messiah moses kind of character um anywho the point is the 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 concept that a world is built on music and that music and and language and song is in the fiber of everything nature and and everything and matter and thought and soul and by singing like I, like, I would just transition true naming into, into, like, singing. So, you learn, like, the language of the universe, like, like, true names, but it's, like, it's a musical language, you know? So, not only do you have to pronounce everything correctly, you also have to sing everything correctly and in the right key and the right notes, you know what I mean? To unlock mm. the powers of the universe. That's super, that's super that's interesting, cool. I feel like. Like, integrating song... Into to, to true name and into onomancy. That's brilliant. That's really cool. See, this this is why I love going into more niche things like this because there's so many cool ideas, so many like, cool ideas to be had that you wouldn't have thought of if you hadn't like heard of this really weird thing called onomancy. You know. Yeah. I mean. I hope you guys enjoy this no, as much dude, as I do. I don't Slightly. like. I don't care <laughs> if this does not get a lot of listens. Like, I want to do more of these episodes because I learned so much and I got really inspired. And mm. I think we should. I think we should do more of these. We've never really done something like this before, where we've just discussed yeah. a niche. I think we should do something like psionics. Yeah, <laughs> we just discussed a niche topic, kind of in fantasy, but like it has like some historical roots and like is kind of D&D, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> and mm. it just interested both of us. And it's so interesting. I definitely want to research more into the history of it, like, on Earth. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm interested, definitely, I'm totally down to to build uh, an onomancy class uh, with you, Gabe. I think that'd be really interesting and fun. Um, yes, it'd be so cool. Because at first I was like, oh, when we do the wizard uh, class rebuild, we should add an Onomancer subclass. But now I'm like, no. It deserves its own class. Um, it's so cool. I learned so much today. The more you know, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. One interesting thing from history that I want to leave on your minds that I think is really cool is at the end of the Demastria Wikipedia page, it's about number 666, which is like the Mark of the yep. Beast. And it talks about how researchers connect the number of the beast, uh, and they connect it to the re reference in the Book of Revelations with Hebrew gematria, as used in the early Jewish Christians. According to such interpreta interpretations, the number in question, 666, originally referred to the Roman emperor at the time, Nero, Caesar. The Greek version of Nero's name, Neron Kaiser, transli transliterates into Hebrew as, I'm not going to try and... It's like Noron Kiss. Kiss. Yeah. I don't want to get cancelled. So. And yields a numerical value of six six six. Whoa. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. That, that's another level that I haven't <laughs> even really considered. And I probably wouldn't put into any of my worlds because I'm not a smart person. But not only names, but also names corresponding to math. Somehow that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's like another like that's so Somehow cool. that's cool. What I know I those are would... two very basic, sometimes frustrating <laughs> things, but because I am, I'm fine at math. I'm not the best at math, and I'm really bad at names. <laughs> I always forget people's names. 
So I'm, I'm not a big name person or a big math person, but those two together, <laughs> plus magic, is really interesting. Um, it's really interesting to me. Um, not only, like, in world building and in fantasy, but also literally in history. I want to, like, actually study now, and I know there's, like, also, I mean, 666, of course, comes from the Book of Revelation in the Bible. There's all, people yeah. have done so much studies also on, like, biblical numbers in, like, their prophetic Oh, yeah. Like, the oh, number yeah. seven and, like, all the stuff that they talk about, like, definitely in Revelation. And, like, how the numbers are, like, super, like, mathematically sound and, like, work with the f fibers of the universe before, like, we knew all these things about science. This is exactly the stuff that, like, you can build into a yeah. world. If you take the time. Yeah. And it's so just Just cool. like that. It's just really like dirty. That, it's really That guy nerdy, I was talking about like... from the book series who, like, was super intelligent and is now trying to decode his day of brilliance because it holds the answers mm. to the universe. Um, just so, so interesting, so cool. Um. Gabe, thank you so much, buddy. This, that was, that was a ride. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the little bit of research that I did, and I wanted to do some more reading up on this. I think this is really cool. I hope you guys have enjoyed coming along with us for this, what, 45, 50-minute journey here into Onomancy. I think it's been quite fun, and we're going to do more stuff like this in the future, and maybe make an Onomancy class. Definitely. Definitely. Um, hey, guys. I am not sure what next week's episode it will be. It may be the Druid class rebuild, yay! Um, or it may be a, a conversation on player character death. Um, I want to get my friend Brendan back in here. He was on last week's episode. Um, both of us have gym for uh, a while, and we both um, have had to deal with uh, player character death, and it's both something we're interested in talking about. So it may either be that or me and Gabe doing a Druid class rebuild. So you can look out for definitely like the next two weeks are going to have those two episodes, though I'm not sure in which order. Um, yeah. Until then, play an <laughs> Onomancer. <laughs>